So I wanted to start. Um, the co-host of our show is uh, Peter Oasis, a guy oh, okay, yeah, I know you Peter. guys both go Very back well. with. Very well. Um, do you have any cool, funny Peter stories? Um, Peter saw me walking down the street one day. And it was when they were talking about getting me and Guru together to do a Gangstar show, and they offered us a million dollars. And it, the message never got to Guru through funny channels. And then he saw me on the street again and goes, hey, what if I make it two million? And I was like, I'll get in touch with Guru. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that was around the time Guru got cancer and all the things started to go downhill from there. But... uh that would have been a beautiful thing. I would have done it for the million. Shit. Yeah, a million I mean, shoot, dollars. Shoot, right? Does yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. All right, shoot. What did they, what did they want you to do? <laughs> what do, we, you? do? Do you know how Rock the Bells always have the reunion? Oh, you yeah, know, right. They drive okay. and all that. They offer yeah. some mill. And we never got an answer back almost a year later. So they said, how, how about we make it two? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Just do one show. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Peter also booked you, I think, Royce, one time. I don't know if you remember that at all or... How long? How long ago was it? I think we're talking like oh four, oh five. Wow! I, I think you were. I, I've heard the story. It was a show you ended up helping Peter out on because I think it was like K Slay was DJing, and then things got a little out of control. Oh, at the, at the Best Buy Theater. Well, it was it wasn't Best Buy then. It was uh, it was Nokia Theater then. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It was at the Hammerstein Ballroom. <laughs> I totally remember. I totally remember. It was yeah. packed too. And what what ended up happening with that? I just did a set. Um, yeah, we sure well, we did. We performed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first time actually performing with you. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. packed that night too. We opened up. Yep, sure did. We did like maybe four songs. I yeah, think, that was that was uh, just the Hammerstein. Is that when Rakim got arrested? Yes. No, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I yeah. remember that. I don't normally remember things, but I yeah. definitely remember good that. Mem- that was good. A, good memory. Good memory. That was a wild day. That, <laughs> yo, that Rakim getting arrested is something I will never forget. Yep. I can't imagine you could forget that. Everybody was there to see that happen. Yeah, everybody yeah. was like starstruck, you know what I mean? And then he came walking in. It was like, oh, my God, the God. And it was mm. like. Okay, you're under arrest. I was like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Everybody was just like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Yeah, it's crazy. It was not cool to be a police officer that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet not. And when is it ever, but. Oh, yeah, especially not these days, but back at that particular day, it was crazy. Yeah. Now, the first time I ever saw you was in 2010. I had just moved to New York. I just started NYU. Right. And that was the week Fat Beats closed. Mm. And I remember I brought a friend of mine to Fat Beats because you were spinning that night. Yeah, it was the yeah. last last day. Mm. And there was a line around the corner. Yeah. And by the time we got in, your set was done. And you were wow. just like taking pictures and stuff like that. But yeah. that that was a crazy day. Yeah, talk, I remember talk. I filmed myself. I actually just found the footage actually on this camera. I filmed myself walking from my car across the street and up the stairs just to get the emotion of that last day. And I was able to, you know, I'm, I'm good with a camera. I've directed a couple of videos for Gangstar. So, you know, just doing all this. And plus everybody's like, oh, there he is, there he is. Cause, and, and then even going up the stairs. And I just remember seeing 8-Track making the way to push everybody through so I could get through to the turntables. A-Track and his brother, who looks exactly like him, but yes. he's just way taller. <laughs> so it was just dope, man. But, um, yeah, uh, sorry you, uh, you missed it. I mean, now you got me in, in the flesh, so 
You know, I can give you a hug. <laughs> it's an honor to be here with both of you two, honestly. Like, you, you, you're man. definitely one of my favorite producers. Your favorite you. producer, really. And, Royce, you uh, made my favorite album. And I'm, I'm not sure you get this very often, but That This Certain is my favorite album. Wow. Un- unashamedly so. Uh, um, you know what's crazy is I actually get that a lot. Actually, I get that a lot. I mean, in comparison to other bodies of work that, mm, I, that can, I've done. Can I ask an interview question to Royce? Do you think that the songs that you did on that on death is certain is just a dark period in your in your life to for the songs that you made lyrically and what you approached or do you think hey that's just just me making an album no it was where i was at in my life right. it was definitely where i was at in my life it was just i mean that's all i could do if i tried to make anything i even said it if i tried to make anything that sounded brighter i couldn't it just all came out right. dark because i was even like you know why because I, the reason why i'm asking is because Royce and I already had a very good relationship as, as friends and working in the studio. All our songs always come out dope. So when he kept pushing that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's with this this d- d- this depressive like mentality? Because I've always, I've never seen you down. Right. When I see you, you're always up and, you know, the Patron and <laughs> you're walking around, you know. But again, that, that's what I'm used to. Same thing when I always speak about past guru things i'm used to what i see what i'm around right so when i see royce in that state i've never seen him in a depressed state or a down state so when you put that album out and made it that title i, I was like are you saying it as in because it is death is certain or is that just how you were feeling to where that's what you wanted to create because there was nothing else on your mind but just that darkness yeah but it was it was more um angered than depression mm. yeah it was it was a angry way to approach things it was just because of because of what what consumed my day, you know, mm. waking up every single day thinking about going out and doing stuff to people. Wow! And thinking about, okay, if I bump into this person today, this may happen. Damn! You know, like yeah, <laughs> that's heavy. So it's like on your way to the studio, you know, pull the car all the way up to the side door of the studio, pop the trunk, get the AK forty seven, make sure that the, make sure that the back of the car is close enough to the door just in case when I walk out, if I gotta pop somebody. Mm. That's all of these things go you got. All of these yeah. things you got to think about, and then you go into the studio, and then that's what comes out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I move the same way to this day. Like the, I always back my car in. Mm-hmm. I remember, shout to Panchi from NYGZ. He's always say, "Yo, have your car backed in, so that if you ever in a situation where you got a boogie, the backing out takes a minute." <laughs> you know, yeah. so but getting in the car and just putting in driving going, you know. So even when I go to the supermarkets, everything, I'm always in go position. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big difference, man. Like. Not to go too too far back, but it's a big difference in taking precautions mm-hmm. and knowing that they're coming. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, when you know they're coming and you know that, all right, I'm going to go to the studio these days, but a lot of these days I need to be hunting because otherwise right. I'm going to be hunted. Right. When you live in your life like that and you're not going home because mm. you don't want nobody to follow you home and... You know, everything falling apart in your personal life because you're devoting your entire life to just being in a beef mm-hmm. or beefs. I mean, it just, it'll just consume you, man. It ain't, it's not fun. That's why I never really understood why rappers glorified it. Right. And and you also no, don't like to talk about that period, I've noticed, especially in interviews. I remember reading, like, <coughs> breaking down all your records, and you didn't talk about any of the records on that album, on that piece. I think it was, like, Complex or something. That's, like, a, a part. That, that album doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about the album. I mean, I don't, I don't talk too much about, you know, a lot of the stuff that was going on while I was recording it. But I talk, I talk about the album. I, I did it pretty fast. You know what I mean? Like, 
six of the songs six of the songs i recorded them um in two days oh, so wow. brody brody came into town um and it was two nights in a row that they went to the strip club and came back and i had three of the song three songs done each night wow. you know and those ended up being keepers it was a uh, i promise mm-hmm. uh pray um regardless wow uh i think all of the joints that he did mm. all of the songs that he did like the six six and then preem sent me hip-hop right you emailed me that mm. i laid that down and sent it back to you that didn't take me a lot of time either that might be like the lightest song on the on the album actually hip-hop it was much needed <laughs> it was much needed it was it was lighter and it had the preem stamp and then you know it's still it was preem was my only pinky toe back into the business <laughs> i like that you know what i'm saying it was just like oh well preem's still messing with him so he's somewhat still in the business you mm. know what i mean i feel that a yeah. lot of people just, just not i mean just abandoning phone them. stop ringing everything mm. everything now, obviously, a lot has come full circle for you, and, and you've mentioned it a, a, a lot. How do you, going through these changes, um, where are you guys at now, I guess, state of mind? For me, I'm in a really, really bright place, but I'm and I'm going through a lot of personal issues, and I'm still in a bright place mentally. Like, I'm not stressed, I'm not depressed, I'm not mad. You know, I have a beautiful three-year-old son, my first child. You know, I'm 48 years old, started late, but just the whole fatherhood thing is so new to me because most people like Royce and almost all my homies that I run with, even from my crew, they all have children way, you know, way, way earlier. So, you know, Royce has experience, you know, being a father for and, and where, you know, I know I can ask him certain advice if I need to, because he's been around it. Even if he went through the, the alcoholism chapter of his life to his, not to his sober part of his life, he still has experience with being around his own kids. So, um, with that, that that's been a bright day. But you know, my studio D and D slash headquarters studio is closing for good uh, at December thirty first. Oh wow! Uh, um, which is you know the history that I've been at twenty four years. So we're doing a documentary right now of the whole history of it and the closing. And I decided at the last minute to do a farewell album, so I'm working on that right now. Nas came yesterday to shoot some footage and talk about his time there during Illmatic days and. We're scheduling. It's, we have a heavy schedule, so yeah. So promoting Prime and that at the same time before December thirty first has been crazy. But I'm still in a good place because I'm moving to Kaufman Studios over by uh, in Astoria, and and they welcome me with the all open arms, and they do film and TV, and I've always wanted to get into that. So that'll be a new chapter to step into, and then the the beats are gonna still come the way that they come. So it's not going to change the sound. You know, my ears are still good. And then we're going to be doing this prime tour with me and Royce. And I'm excited about that because we're going to have a lot of fun and kill the stage, which I love to do. And, um, you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, I've had other business issues that, that were all out of order that I had to fire people for mm-hmm. mishandling money and things like that. And I had to go to court for the stuff like that. And all this happened one after the other. And then right when I'm getting all that clear, hey, the studio's closing. Y'all got to be out by such and such time wow. because we're going to turn it into residential condominiums. Wow. <clears throat> and then so on top of that. Another lawyer had to be hired, so now I have seven lawyers for one for my child, one for the for the clothes of the studio, one to move me to the new studio, one to fight the the, the my old bookkeeper, you know, who, who mismanaged funds and everything. And through all of that, I've been in the greatest greatest mood. I mean, straight up, I'm not ever pissed off. That's crazy. And and that's 
because I see I've, when I got my record deal, I already knew that I was going to make it because that's something you have to have to believe in yourself. And it happened exactly to the T of when I said it was going to happen. And it happened within a certain month's time. I told, I told my mom, this month is when it's going to go down. And it happened. And then everything else, even when bad things were going to happen, if I saw it, it happened. So now I just see bright things through all these obstacles. So it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm good. Nice. Uh, how about you, Rice? In terms of the way I've been feeling? Yeah. I'm really good, man. I'm really good. Um, I've been sober for a little over two years. You know, so um, that's that's a lot of the anger out of the window now. Mm. And that's, uh, that's much, much better decision making. You know, I've been aligning myself with positive people. You see, Prem is always in good spirits. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even in the element. I'm not even in the element anymore. You know, so when I go home, I'm kind of in this bubble where I'm just a dad and I'm back and forth to the studio, you know, not in the strip clubs anymore, not in the hood bars anymore. And, and you know, the music is kind of reflective of that. Mm. You know, um, it's kind of back to when I was 18 years old and I started going to the hip hop club, the open mic. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got addicted to going to it. I wasn't going to the strip clubs or nothing. I was just going to the open mic rhyming. I wasn't drinking or nothing like that. Every day I woke up looking to go to, to to every Tuesday to this spot and then write my rhyme on Wednesday and, and utilize the rest of the week to memorize it to be able to perform it that following week on Tuesday. And this was before, you know, I had any kind of buzz or anything. People in there barely knew my name. You know, they was calling me Royster or they was like, oh, a little 59. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And those were the good old days, you know. So um, once I got sober, one of the things I wanted to do was just kind of get back in touch with my roots. So that's why this album is so symbolic of that and so important to me i got you yeah um now you know obviously as a bostonian in me i have to ask how's uh guru's child doing is, is he still you still stay in touch with him oh yeah yeah keith he, keith kasim elam man that, that's that's my boy kc shout to kc shout to his mom lana we started uh gangstar enterprises where um i brought in my half of, of my business that I, that I owned with guru and blended it with um with uh guru's son and but being he's a, he's only he's only 14 years old we're blending it where uh his mother's involved and then i said i wanted to involve guru's sister trish because we were very very uh i, I knew that he and guru were very very close uh i mean she and guru were very very close out of all of his brothers and sisters but shout out to his brother jay shout out to shout out to jossie and uh you know so through all of that we all linked up and now we we, we own gangstar enterprise we split everything 50 50 and we 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 opened up the gangstar merch and the x label merch with his nephew justin and uh the money's coming through and i always split it down the middle to give him their half and i take mine and handle my business and we make sure that we setting up future money so that casey will have you know a future of money once he understands business and do what he wants he's really into fashion and he knows his stuff really well and it's crazy now because he looks just like Guru. I'll show you a picture after we're done. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to KC. That's my dude, man. Nice. When I was in the hospital, I had my surgery for my knee. I woke up still in a haze with tubes in my nose, and I wake up, and, and he's standing there going, yo, what's <laughs> up? I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? The first people to come to the hospital. So shout out to KC. And shout out to my, my son, Jalen, as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, now... With this tour coming up, are, is uh, Adrian Young going to be a part of it? Is is there going to be a band involved, or is it just you two going? It, it'll be me and Royce, uh, you know, the turntable style, but we are going to do some, some Adrian Young versions of the show. 
uh, I mean, for one, we want to, and then it's a must to show the variations. I was just saying how Jay Z sometimes will do gigs where it's just turntables, and then he'll have the ones we have the band. He just, you just kind of know. Like if we do an LA set, we definitely want to set up a special one, being Adrian's from LA, and uh, you know, even do a set up a New York gig where we can do it with his, and do it with his band, mm -hmm. like the way he did with Ghostface. That was the first time I was I even got to see Adrian's band play with Ghost because I really didn't know that Adrian was the band. Mm. You know, so. Uh, once I saw that, I started to get the theatrics on stage and the the, the 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 frozen mannequin people and all that stuff. So now I get it. But but um, yeah, we'll definitely do both. But on the tour, it'll be me and Royce rocking the traditional turn, you know, one and twos and all that stuff. But our show is gonna be crazy.